Welcome to the end of the day podcast, episode 28. How are you feeling right now? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I'm so grateful that you're here spending your time listening to this episode with me. So just wanted to check in. How are you feeling? I know people that are feeling excited for the new year, and I know people that are feeling exhausted (laughs) by the past year. Not necessarily in a bad way, although some people are, of course, naturally exhausted. 2020 certainly brought us a lot of things and required different things from us. And so there certainly can be a level of exhaustion from that. And some people are exhausted because of the growth work that they've been doing. And that is also completely normal and natural. It's interesting. Sometimes we think that when we're growing and we're doing this growth work to better ourselves or to improve ourselves or to help change our maybe previous ways of thinking and being that were destructive and unhealthy and damaging to ourselves, we think that there will come this natural lightening in our lives, which there certainly is. But when we're spending a lot of time watching our thoughts, recognizing old patterns, and helping redirect our brain to the new patterns that we have intentionally chosen for our health and well-being, our emotional well-being, um, it can be it can be exhausting. And so just to have the awareness of the fact that growth work sometimes can bring about mental and emotional exhaustion, but in a future good way, (laughs) that's at least good to know. So then we don't make the fact that we're tired something wrong, right? So just wanted to check in to see how you're feeling and maybe invite you to just turn inward and just be still with yourself and just notice what your overall feeling is. Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling depressed? Are you feeling anxious because you really want to start 2021 right or different? Just notice how you're feeling and ask yourself, is the way you're feeling because of what you think you should be feeling right now or how you think you should be acting right now? If you are tying it to something that is based on what others might be thinking and feeling. And just maybe inviting you to just to allow yourself to be with whatever it is you're feeling. Just get curious. Don't judge it. Allow yourself just to be aware with kindness and a little bit of tenderness. And sometimes... It's good to ask if you're feeling a certain way, especially if you're exhausted or if you're depressed, maybe ask yourself, is it because you feel like you're in a hurry to change? You often hear on podcasts, especially personal growth or mindset podcasts, 
that when we're in a hurry <laughs> to change, it's because we recognize that the way we have been, the way we have been thinking and feeling and being or acting has caused us so much emotional distress or stress or pain in the past. And so, of course, now that we have tools and now that we're aware that we can change the way that we're thinking, feeling, and acting, we want to do it as quickly as possible so we can get ourselves out of the state of, you know, emotional distress or stress or unhappiness or suffering. This is when we remind ourselves that growth work is a journey, not a destination. How many times have we heard that? But if we look at it that way, we stop expecting there to be a magical point where we're done and we're perfect, right? We start realizing that every day there's going to be new thoughts that our brains are going to offer us and new opportunities for us to redirect our brains in the way that um, we want to be going. So sometimes, especially if for some of us who, who might have spent decades thinking thoughts going one way. And we're now realizing that we actually can turn the car around and have our thoughts drive the other way. It's going to take some time. It's definitely going to take practice over and over as these thoughts come in and go to our maybe have a default pattern that we are aware of them and gently redirect them in the way that we have decided we ultimately want to go. So that's going to take time and patience. And the more that we're aware that it's going to take time and patience, the more we can be on to ourselves when we feel this sense of anxiety and impatience, maybe with circumstances or with ourselves, when we feel like it's quotes taking too long or we're quote, not doing this growth work, right? All part of the process, all part of the learning journey. I think one of the um, visuals that helps me a little bit is to realize if you view this as a journey, as if we're on a train that we're the conductor of, the journey, the train keeps going till the end of our lives, right? That's the journey. But every so often, we will have stops, right? And we will feel like we've, quote, arrived at a destination. It could be in a personal goal. It could be um, like a business goal. It could be a life goal. Either way, those can be stops. But then we get back on with that experience and we move on with our lives toward our next goal or destination. We just kind of take the whole thing with us. So there's never a point of magically arriving at our complete perfection. But I think for most of us, personal growth journeys are not necessarily an arrival, but it is an embracing of ourselves as we move through the journey. And so I just wanted to kind of throw that out there in case you are experiencing maybe some excitement, but also maybe a lot of exhaustion or tiredness, maybe some weariness, but also mixed with a little bit of anticipation, anxiety, maybe some depression. All of that is perfectly normal and human. We only start to have more anxiety when we make it mean that we're doing something wrong or that we should be feeling something different. Okay. Just a turning inward, just recognizing it, accepting it, embracing it, and just reminding ourselves of what we're doing here is often a good place to start. 
Sometimes what I do is, um, I, I learned this from Tara Brock's podcast. It's this idea. If you have a generalized sense of anxiety or you just feel unsettled, sometimes it's good to return yourself back to center with kindness and compassion by placing like a hand over your heart, which is where we typically feel the sense of anxiety or dread, right? Our heart or our stomach in that general chest stomach area. We just kind of put our hand over our heart and we just send, almost imagine ourselves sending this power of caring into our heart. Now, let me tell you, Two years ago, I could never have imagined me doing this with intentionality. I might have just listened to it and chalked it up to, well, that might work for you, but that does not work for me. Like, um, it's too soft. It's too, you know, woo woo. It's too whatever manifesty. But in reality, I've come to realize so much of my suffering was created by my resistance to the possibility that tools might actually help me. (laughs) So once I started being more open to the fact that what I was doing has not been helping me and that maybe I could try some of these other things, the more I started finding tools that actually did work for me. And I have been embracing this concept of being able to send energy intentionally where we want to. And so for me, when Tara Brock mentioned putting a hand over your heart, especially if it's pounding because you have anxiety or you're fearful or maybe just feeling sad for some reason, putting that hand there and just closing your eyes And imagining that hand of yours directing energy of care and tenderness and kindness to your heart helps you actually be still with your heart. You notice that it's pounding. And as you send this intentional caring to your heart, you notice it's softening. You notice the heart rate slowing down. You notice maybe your stomach muscles unclenching and you start to notice the truth of the fact that your energy can be used as healing energy. The reason why doing something like this was so powerful for me, especially having gone through some significant growth over the past two years, is because it reminds me that not everything can be fixed in my head. (laughs) or not everything can be fixed with thought work. Now, I always say that whatever we're thinking or whatever we're feeling, etc., whatever results we have can all be traced back to our thoughts. That is absolutely true. However, there comes a point, and you probably have felt it too, where you feel like you're talking yourself in circles or um, you're not getting anywhere and you feel exhausted. (laughs) And so sometimes when you feel your sense of anxiety or when you feel your heart racing or you feel a sense of um, dread, I believe that it's part of your body's way of saying, and I think that's enough thinking for right now. (laughs) Maybe we can have a little attention, a little attention to the rest of our body and let that kind of guide us for a little bit. When so much of our growth work involves us 
having to think about our thoughts and our feelings and how they impact each other, etc. It can definitely feel like you're spending so much time in your head that even though feelings are your body, right? Related sensations in your body, we still tie those to the fact that they were created by our thoughts. And so particularly if you do this type of thought work, it can definitely feel like you are forgetting an integral part of the healing process and the growth work, which is stopping for a moment and just paying attention to your body, seeing what's tight, seeing what's unsettled, and kind of using your powers (laughs) to help relax that part, nurture that part, calm that part down, give it some care and attention, acknowledge it, accept it until it's nothing, nothing's wrong so that, um, you're in a better position. You're more centered when you're ready, you can move on. And it's so interesting that for people who spend a lot of time beating themselves up and feeling like they're behind in life, And then realizing that actually, in order to really help themselves, they need to turn inward and start to love on themselves and nurture themselves and treat themselves with kindness and compassion. They get to a point where they might be finally on board with that. But then we have that little seed of doubt that says, and just how much kindness and compassion do we need to give ourselves before we can actually get ourselves to do the things we need to do so we can achieve the things that we want to achieve so that we can finally feel like we're not so far behind in life. Now, if that's your line of thinking, that certainly is a pattern that I fall back into and I have to redirect myself out of that part. But of course, that's normal for us to want to use these tools to achieve what we want, right? But that whole line of thinking, if you caught it, is a cleverly disguised pattern of feeling like we have to accomplish the thing so that we can start to feel better, whether about ourselves, our lives, etc., and feel that we have value again. So you can see it's a sneaky pattern of thought, one that's not intentionally deceptive by our brain, but it definitely is one that we can be onto, right? We don't have to achieve things to feel better. We can actually turn inward and remind ourselves that we are worthy as we are. For people that struggle with self-worth, that line kind of pisses them off, (laughs) I know for a very long time and still occasionally if I'm feeling unsettled, that line does really kind of tick me off and kind of um, hit me in a sore spot or maybe a tender spot when somebody says, we're worthy completely as we are. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anything different. You're absolutely worthy and valuable inherently because you are a human being and we're all worthy. Now, yes, 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 that's absolutely true. But when you're in the throes of unworthiness or feeling unworthy, it just is, um, there's definitely resistance there. And I only say that because I know so many people that feel the same way, that resist that statement. It feels itchy to them. It felt itchy to me, and sometimes it still does. It feels not um, not comfortable yet in my skin. 
But when I am able to take that time to notice how I'm feeling, remind myself of what I'm doing, that I am growing with self-compassion this time. I'm growing with my best interests at heart, being my biggest supporter instead of my harshest critic, accepting my humanness and embracing the fact that imperfection and being flawed and messy and not always right and not always attractive both inside and out is part of this wholehearted loving of ourselves. That part is a struggle sometimes still for me, and I know it can be a struggle for others who um, have spent a lifetime tearing every aspect of themselves apart. So we have to have patience with ourselves. (laughs) And this is the part where we then, especially when we're just feeling like something's wrong or that we're not doing something right and that we must be um, missing something. Yes, we are. We're missing turning inward and reminding ourselves, oh yeah, and right now where we are, how we are in our, you know, pajamas or in our whatever messiness, we are fine. We are doing the best we can. We are loving and we are capable of being loved in this moment exactly as we are. So if that's you and you feel itchy, it's because we're not used to it. I love the way that Marissa Peer says, our brain resists and doesn't like the unfamiliar, but the unfamiliar is only unfamiliar until we practice and practice and practice. And the unfamiliar then becomes familiar. That's what we have to remind ourselves when we feel itchy, but we know that's the place or the direction we want to go. Then we keep feeling itchy keep reminding ourselves that we're doing good work and that eventually this unfamiliar itchiness or this itchiness because we feel these unfamiliar things, maybe granting ourselves quotes too much kindness and compassion is what maybe our brain is thinking. Of course, we're going to feel this way until we keep doing it over and over and it becomes a habit to treat ourselves with kindness and more compassion. And then that unfamiliar part that our brain finds so itchy will become more familiar and just a natural part of our life, right? And of course, because we're human, we'll occasionally go back to our default or our old patterns. I should say not our default because now we have a new default, but those old patterns don't actually just disappear. They just weaken and we strengthen the new patterns, right? But once in a while, maybe if we're triggered a certain way or maybe certain functions or certain environments or circumstances were especially triggering for us when we were, you know, so harsh on ourselves, it's of course human that our brain and our body might remember that and kind of follow that groove again, back down that old path again. And so this awareness work that we're doing um, for the rest of our lives is actually a self-love, self-protection, self-care mechanism to help us recognize those patterns sooner than later and redirect ourselves back on the path that we want to be on, right? And just doing that without judgment, without making it mean all sorts of things, we can just say, oh, there we are doing that part. I could see that. Okay. And this is where I give more attention and care there. And 
see if I need to investigate anything there. And how can I bring myself back to center? And are we ready to move on toward the direction we want to go? That truly is one of the things I work on very often, (laughs) but it has been one of the more life-changing aspects or practices that I've adopted this year, particularly, and one that I know uh, I continue to struggle with a little bit because it's not quite yet in the familiar zone. It's in the, oh, I see where this is helpful zone, but it's not quite in the absolutely this is comfortable in my skin zone. So anyway, if that's you, you're not alone, my friend, (laughs) but just wanted to remind you that whatever you're feeling, it's not wrong. It's not bad. It's the truth of where you are in the moment. The only thing that I might offer is that if it's a state that's causing you suffering, that you do what it takes, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through that intentional healing energy that you're sending to your heart, however you want to do it, that you get to that part as soon as you can. It's not necessary to stay in the suffering part, right? It's okay, of course, and healthy to acknowledge what you're feeling, but then it's healthy then to decide how you can help yourself move forward as well. All right, my friends, I hope you have a lovely New Year's. I have actually one more episode that was going to be this episode, but I really wanted to um, talk on this topic first, just check in in with your feelings, especially after having conversations with people who are feeling all the feelings right now. Um, And just kind of wanted to send out a message there to remind them that it's okay. But then I have one more episode coming about self-trust, which is another topic that I find fascinating. Um, It's definitely a loaded concept for me and one that I've been working on all year. Well, actually all my life, but in a more healthy way this year, but I found very familiar patterns. And when I've had, um, when I had a couple of friends talk about setting goals and really wanting to learn to trust themselves and clients also doing the same, it's, it was an invitation for me to, to kind of maybe deconstruct what we know about self-trust and what we actually are saying when we say we want to learn to trust ourselves. And I found it really fascinating. So that'll be episode number 29. And I'll end this episode wishing you the very best for the new year. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, Carrie here. If you're tired of being your own worst critic, and letting your thoughts and insecurities and fears run your life, mindset coaching can help. Mindset coaching or learning to manage your mind is the best investment you can make for your present and future happiness. Learn the science behind your fear-based behaviors and how to use this knowledge to move forward instead of staying stuck. Understand how your brain processes thoughts so you can let go of the destructive thought patterns and train your brain to think the thoughts you want instead. Mindset work is not complex, but it does take commitment and daily focus. But once you understand how to manage your mind, you can apply the concepts to any and every aspect of your life. I offer one-on-one weekly mindset coaching to help you think differently so you can start to live differently. 
If you're ready to learn these tools, just message me on Instagram at Carrie underscore Mindset Coach or visit my website to book a free consultation this week. My website is CarrieWaterson.com. I'll have all that information in the show notes. Remember, mindset coaching is like having an ally every week to help you manage your mind and reset your thinking so you can do what you want most in life.